Hi, hello. Hey, how are you? Um, welcome to the worst day of my life. My name is Cherish. I'm Wawa. Um, we're just like, uh, you know, sometimes we just have bad days and we just kind of we'll talk about it. So then maybe, maybe your bad day doesn't seem so bad. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll always talk about our bad days with you. Just, just for you to make you feel better. <laughs> Make you feel better. I asked in the Facebook group for red flags that people should take seriously in Ooh. relationships because I feel like that's something we need to talk about. Yeah. A lot of times, especially younger people, get in relationships that maybe are really terrible and toxic and they don't maybe realize that they're not supposed to be like that. Because maybe yeah. they haven't had a lot of experience yet. Maybe they don't have a lot of self-confidence yet. Maybe they don't have a lot of, you know, any number of reasons. We've all done it. But I would love to be able to help some people recognize those things before they get, um, quote, unquote, like trapped with somebody, you know, yeah. <laughs> having kids or getting married or moving in or whatever, if it can be avoided, I highly recommend avoiding it instead of just like, ah, eh, it'll probably get better. No, it won't no, get better. It's not. It won't, it won't get better. It will get worse. Getting married won't fix it. Nope. Moving in together won't fix it. Having a baby's not going to fix it. It 100% make it worse. Yeah. Don't do it. I think the biggest, we were talking about this on the phone the other day, the biggest red flag, and I'm not sure that we have a lot of listeners that are younger, but the biggest red flag is a older man who is choosing to date a woman in like her early 20s or teens yep. mm -hmm. or late teens. Huge red flag. Yeah. Like, I don't know anybody that hasn't dated an older man. You did. You have, right? Yep. Really? Oh, man. Dave's the oldest man I ever dated. Well, um, I'm not going to delve too far into this because I'm not comfortable sharing all of my stuff. But I definitely da dated and saw men much older than me for a very long time. And the dynamic was always really fucked up, obviously. And now, like, as a woman in my mid-30s, like, I think about that because I saw the oldest man that I saw was 34 and I was much 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 younger like right. was not legal yeah <clears throat> yeah fucked up and I think about that like I you know it was consensual but, but your naivety your naivety right. like no yeah. And and also thinking about that now, like I, you know, I think a little bit of an age gap is fine, but like I would I would never pursue anyone like honestly younger than, I mean than like 32. Yeah. And there's a you hear people say that when you're in your 20s and you're like, "Oh, whatever. I'm fucking mature. I know what's up. I can I know what I know who I am and I can take care of myself and yeah. My relationship. No, like it's there is a huge shift that happens in your 
brain and life yeah like, at that point that's really important where a lot of uh people will find who they really are and gain yep. a sense of confidence and a sense of deserving better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when men are in their 30s and they're a dusty old bag of trash that <laughs> sleeps on a mattress on the floor um <laughs> covered in <laughs> covered in food fast food bags and <laughs> gigantic soda bottles like yeah women in their 30s don't want you anymore no no well, and also i think there's this i mean you know i like to pick things like this apart and there's a level of control that they're looking for because a younger woman is going to be like oh well i guess this is just like the way that it's supposed to be or right. like and you know i'm over generalizing but right and that's going to happen today i'm just saying like we're not saying everyone's like this we're not saying every single person who gives these red flags is going to end up being a horrible situation but it's going to be just generalized so just don't right. even fuss about it yep um but yeah i yeah i think that there's a lot of i need to grab my phone so that i can look at the group but yeah red flags like i one red flag that is a tricky one for me is love bombing yes and that's what yeah like very hard i think you know i I was seeing this guy and he totally love bombed me. And I like, it's so fucked up because in the moment you're like, I think I saw this meme that was like, uh, people always get me with love bombing. Cause like, of course they're obsessed with me. And like, <laughs> that's how my brain works. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, we're vibing. You know <laughs> that I'm great. I know that you're great. And like, I'm just a very genuine person. So I'm like, I know right away. And it, I have learned now it's autism, but like, I know, <laughs> I know immediately I'm like, fuck, you're cool. Like, I want to know everything about you. I think you're great, but I'm very genuine about it. But something that I've learned, like, especially from that experience that really fucked me up was like, it's not a genuine interaction. And it also isn't something that's like the, the intentions are not good like they're definitely it's looking malicious right it is malicious and like it was a very interesting I've talked about this before but like I experienced something that I think a lot of women experience where you know maybe their intention isn't to be malicious but I think a lot of men don't think about women as like multi-dimensional people and they see you know what is at face value and they're like, oh, my God, I love that about you. So, like, for me, it's like, oh, my God, like, you have these cool tattoos and you live this cool life and, like, you, um, you know, do this day-to-day -day shit. But then there's, like, okay, that's, like, on the outside. Like, that's very, like, surface level. But then there's a lot more to it. And also, once they realize that, like, no, this is just, like, how I am all the time, they're like, wait, there's not this is just it like yeah yeah man yeah if someone's like <sighs> smothering you with love immediately mm -hmm. well I'll, I'll talk about i'll talk about i will talk about love bombing when i talk about my second divorce mm -hmm. later 
but uh it's it's so so hard to detect because especially if you're attracted to the person you're like oh my god yeah this is so great is well it? and i think the like, to hang out with me all the time right i the thing that i have learned from the internet thanks internet being perpetually online has benefited me maybe maybe not that like that feeling that like butterflies in your stomach feeling that anxiety that's not normal that's not good that is something that you become addicted to because you're you're waiting for the back and forth which is an abusive relationship like and probably for both people like you don't want that like like a little bit is fine but like the constant need for that is not healthy right Mm -hmm. what's tricky is your brain convinces you that that's what you're looking for and so when you find something that's safe you find something that's healthy it's like well this is boring Mm -hmm. like I don't feel that you do though when it's right like you still get it sometimes but as soon as you notice another red flag after the love bombing starts Mm -hmm. you know then you know because the love bombing is really it's really hard to it's really hard to get rid of um so my first marriage i got married really young um it was totally fine it was great was to dave hi dave and i like to tell people about that first divorce because it's not like anything was terribly wrong nothing was bad yeah we weren't fighting we weren't angry we weren't uh I don't know. We just weren't happy. Yeah. We were roommates. I felt like we were roommates. We were excellent, like parenting team. We were good yeah. friends. Um, but it wasn't, we weren't in love with each other. Yeah. And I didn't want to live that way forever. Yep. And it was really, really, really hard, especially because Dave is like the nicest person in the world. So yeah, everyone that you even mention it to is like, no, what the fuck's wrong with you? Dave's the nicest guy in the world. Why would you divorce Dave? And it's like, well, yeah, I know. It's like, well, you're not, you don't, you know, um, people tell you that things like that fade, you know, love fades yep. and whatever. And like, you just got to stick through it and blah, blah, blah. I do not believe that. No, I don't either. And also, I don't I don't think that you I think a lot of people force things when they don't need. We were little Christian babies with Um, Christian parents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we weren't we were atheists by the time we got married, but I was like getting married at 21 was old in my family. My mother got married at 17. I got married at 21 also. Oh, weird. My grandmother (laughs) got married at 14. Oh my God. Yeah. She had four kids before she was 20. The fuck? Anyway, that's gross. But Dave and Maya's marriage was fine. There was nothing terrible, uh, especially because when we started, he had this job where he'd be gone for two weeks at a time and then he'd oh. come home for a weekend. Gone for two weeks at a time, home for a weekend. So, 
we saw each other just enough to like be super excited to see each other, you yeah. know, and miss each other when they're, when they're gone. And, uh, after we had Rowan and we started really living together all the time was when I yeah. realized that something was amiss, not wrong, but just not totally right. Yeah. Now the thing I really hate to, uh, Whoa! <laughs> the thing that I really hate that I did and that anyone who's just young and stupid and in the same boat as me I want you to know don't do this please don't um rather than being an adult human and telling Dave like hey, I'm not happy. This isn't working. Yeah. Let's, you know, go our separate ways. I decided to cheat on him to make myself disgusting to him so that he would hate me, so he would want to leave. Don't, oh, don't do that, you guys. For what real, though. Fuck. Fucked up. Shitty thing to do. Listen, baby Cherish. Shitty little 24-year-old Cherish, you dumb bitch. Stop. <laughs> anyway, long time ago. I'm sorry. It was a dumb mistake. I admit to it. Not very nice. So after that, though, so I had this relationship where it was like not a lot of affection, not, you know, a lot of anything romantic. Yeah. Then the guys that I just kind of like briefly dated after that were they were like irritated by my text messages or they like weren't making like taking time off when I'd be coming to visit because like they just, I wasn't important enough you know whatever which I still like clung to those for yep. who knows how long yep they had no self-worth but when I met husband number two I was desperate for some attention yep some good old-fashioned compliments some affection yeah um he was just naturally like a very very affectionate person i remember when i first started dating him feeling like he like he was proud that i was his mm -hmm like his girlfriend and that made me feel really good. Mm -hmm. He um he always texted me right back. He always, you know, wanted me to call him, wanted me to text him, wanted to me to hang out with him all the time, would take whatever time off, you know, to spend time mm -hmm. with me. Um and I was like, "Oh my god, this is what love is." Uh, duh. That's why it feels so nice. But that love bombing really quickly turned to him feeling like he owned me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird like toss up, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it, it happens really quickly. And um, he's just, he's a real anxious attachment type, as mm -hmm. Laura would say. Mm -hmm. And super jealous super paranoid mm -hmm. and those red flags i did not take seriously 
And I thought, oh, it's going to get better because he's going to realize that I'm so committed to him. And it's not going to, how could it get worse? Right. Oh, once we move in together, you know, yep. then he'll know that it's really like, I'm really just, I'm not doing anything else. I'm just here for him. Well, um, maybe after we get married, no, no, no. it's going to get no. worse and worse and worse. It's, he feels like he owns you more and more and more and you get less and less decisions to make on your own less and less freedom to go anywhere or do anything because my particular situation was like that mm -hmm. but i wish i would have taken a lot of red flags seriously the other one that gets me fucking punching drywall Oh my God. Slamming, yeah. slamming fists on tables, you breaking know what? things, throwing things. Those that people shit, are going to hit you someday. Yep. They will. My, you know, my now ex-husband, it's, you know, that whole relationship is an interesting one because I was his second girlfriend, like serious girlfriend ever. And the first one I feel like doesn't even really count. It, like, I don't know. I know, I know about this person. I know about the situation. Like, I feel like it doesn't count. And I met him in a very, like, we're like traveling. He's a mess. And I would pick men to fix. Like, that was my MO. And it wasn't Aww. an intentional thing. Mm -hmm. I would, like, find these just broken people and be like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to like, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to not for any like selfish reason, but like you're suffering you and I baby. want to help. Right. Yeah. And so I met him and within the first like two weeks of knowing each other, he confessed to me that he was an alcoholic. He wanted to stop drinking. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to help you. Like, we're going to do this together whatever. It was a very like, just a whirlwind of things. Now, when you're traveling with somebody when you start dating them, you are immediately living with them. Like there is no, cause you're traveling together. You're together all the time. And my being homeless wasn't necessarily a choice. I came from a very broken home. I didn't really have anywhere to go. He, however, did. And I always thought that it was really interesting that he was choosing to like, be homeless right. when you like I would like force him to call his mom you know and he would get really violent and drunk and from the first like I mean the, the first month like he would aggress towards me he would aggress towards t other people and this happened all the time now once he stopped drinking because he did and it would like it built up to this big thing you know we were living in this apartment in Olympia and um I almost left him more than once because I was like, I can't fucking do this. You're a mess. Like, I want nothing to do this with this. You either quit drinking or you stay with me. Like, that's or or I leave. Like, that's it, you know? And he ended up quitting. He drank the night of our wedding and knocked someone out at the venue. Cute. But then the issue was that this man child, obviously who his parent his parents just like coddle i mean they still pay for his phone bill oh sweetie he could not be an adult mm -mm. he wanted this life that adults had but it was all on my shoulders mm -hmm. and you know i've spent a lot of time lately because 
we're like legally divorced now. It's like, whatever. Thinking about that relationship and like why I, because I fell apart. I fell apart and I went on this like sleuthing spree and like, I just like lived my best life. And it was because I had to take care of this man and I was the responsible one. I made sure that the bills got paid. I mm-hmm. made sure that the kid was taken care of. I made sure that everything was. And then all of a sudden I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And now I live like this. But what was interesting was that once we separated and he he was he had this obsession with me And our relationship was absolutely codependent. He likes to say that it was just on my end. It wasn't. This Mm -hmm. man was like obsessed. He would like send me so many text messages. I mean, I read back through our like Facebook messages and it was fucking insane. Like he smothered me. Oh, um, big, long, big, long, 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 long text messages too. (laughs) Red flag. If they send you super long, run. No. (laughs) Run away. Don't read it. Block. Go. Anybody who's going to sit on their phone for fucking 30 minutes typing something out, run. That is a psycho. And I thought it was what I wanted. Like, he would leave me notes and he would write me messages and, like, whatever. But then that very quickly turned to violence when I left him. And he could not wrap his head around the fact that I wanted fucking nothing to do with him. And I think, like, a red flag for yourself also. Like, I got to this point. We'd been married for four, almost five years. And I wanted to open up our marriage. I was bored. I was unhappy. Like there was so much that I, that I was unhappy with. If you feel, and this is going to be like a very like controversial, mm, whatever. I don't give a fuck. If you feel like you need to see other people, you're mm-hmm. not with the right person. I Correct. don't give a fuck. I don't like get offended. That's fine. But it's like absolutely true. You, if you are like, I need outside validation, which like, you know, everybody needs to know like that they still got it. But like, if you if you need to be with somebody else, you are not with the right person. And that was where, where it started. And what's interesting is like, now we've gone through all these like court proceedings and he's brought these things up. And I told him like, I want to open up our marriage. This is what I want to do. And he was like, okay, whatever's going to make you happy. And I I was like, I want you to take advantage. of it. <laughs> like, please get off my ass, you know, because, and this is another thing. If someone guilts you into having sex with them, fucking don't stay with that person that's sexual assault and Mm -hmm. it's not okay that's not okay you don't get to guilt someone or talk anyone when someone says no it means no let me tell you an interesting red flag that somebody put on the facebook group yeah they said if they refuse to talk to their family but they're they had a really great childhood that's a good one right because you kind of said that because you're the problem (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, he, what was interesting about him was that he talks to his family. He treats them like shit. I think that's kind of what she meant. Like, yeah. And it's very like, I was always just like blown away because like, there's so much dysfunction there. Like, and those are the people that are the victims as well. mm -hmm. When you like, when you're like, oh, you know, so-and-so said that they had a really terrible childhood and you talk to their siblings and they're like, the fuck? No, they didn't. No. Well, it was interesting with him too because he I don't know my significant others have never really like believed that things were as bad for me as they were because to be fair like it's kind of a lot 
And it was different for you than your siblings. Yeah, too. isn't that fucking fuck that gross? Even now, fuck mm. both of you. But yeah, once we separated, that was when it really started. And now I'm on, is it seven years? Seven years of him harassing me incessantly, texting me these insane long messages. And what's interesting about all of this is it's so clear. Like, I'm sorry, but like, if he has a girlfriend that he says he wants to marry, which like- please please oh my god he's not going to he's not going to because he's still obsessed with me Mm -hmm. and if you're not like there is no way that you would spend that amount of time you know and what's interesting is i think about this person that he's now seeing and like if i had a partner that was spending this much time trying to get at their ex i would not fucking stick around (laughs) like Like, how could you spend so much time with someone that's just conniving and searching and trying to like fuck somebody well, over because they're manipulative yucky it's because they're manipulative so manipulative and what's interesting is like this whole divorce thing like it should be a weight lifted off your shoulders you know right. like and it's it gets complicated with kids like it's been complicated with us but in my mind it was like okay now we're business partners yeah. great i can i can compartmentalize that i yep. can say this is how we're going to communicate This is what we're going to communicate about. I don't need to fucking get my feelings involved. Like nothing. It's just what's best for Arlo. Usually that's only one half of the equation. And the other half is all raging emotions. And me, me, me. It's all about me and me, me, me. And that fucking sucks. If you miss having disposable cameras, let me tell you about paper shoot camera. I love it. I bring it everywhere with me. It's tiny and lightweight, takes images just like a disposable film camera, except you can put a memory card in it and take as many as you want. It's awesome. You can't see the images until you upload them, kind of like film, but you can still pick and choose which ones you print, like digital, so you're not wasting film. It's wonderful. And use code CHERISHHARPER10 at checkout to get 10% off of your paper shoot camera. Go to papershootcamera.com and use code CHERISHHARPER10 to get 10% off. Thanks, bye. Yeah, anyways, so divorce, I feel like, um, yeah, there's usually, from what I've experienced, from what I've talked with my friends about, like your situation is interesting and like not normal with you guys like getting along and well and that is something else that I like to mention that it was not always like that yeah we faked it for our kid yep 100% but in the beginning it was hard it was awkward it was uncomfortable it was not just friends immediately well but it also shouldn't be like you know in my situation like you know you shouldn't be getting harassed constantly or like having to worry about you know but it's pretty rare to be able to get along so well that your ex-husband lives on your property with you and your new husband and edits your podcast and has dinner with you every night that's weird i get it 
but you know it works in our situation and i'm so grateful for it i'm so also, glad i think like a big thing that i want to say because i i have friends who are in relationships where they should absolutely leave their husbands mm-hmm. um leave your fucking husband yeah like Go. if you if you feel like you're unhappy and you feel like you're just like waiting for things fucking leave don't waste your time no one's gonna fix it for you nope you have to you have to make the move and it sucks and it hurts and it's sad and it's a it's scary it's a big gnarly scary leap which i love those but like do it right if you died tomorrow would you have ever really known like right you know it's my favorite my my favorite yellow yellow my favorite joke is that being divorced is my favorite personality trait yeah um and it is like i that relationship i don't know it, it and it it was it was hard to let it go even though i hated it so much totally yeah you know and it was hard to watch him relapse and it was hard to try and co-parent and have it not work and it's hard it's now it's really hard when people threaten to kill themselves when you leave <laughs> yep it's really hard you know like you but you cannot control how they feel about it yep you have to take care of yourself and i will tell you my kid my kid will never let someone treat them the way that i was treated because he watched me yep in that he watched me leave he watched me start over with nothing and he watched me find the right person who completely 100% respects and loves me and no problems. And I think also, you know, Arlo and I, like, I've been thinking about this a lot because we, we've done this all together. Like, Oh, Oh, I want that. Here go. Remember when I drank all that sake and I got really drunk on accident in the middle and of the day? Fell asleep in the, on our little road trip to Mount St. Helens. Yes, I do. It's adorable. I may not be a shit show all the time, but I got to do it at least once. On vacation. Um, on vacation. Yeah, I, uh, Arlo and I have been talking because like now we're looking at houses. Mm-hmm. And I really like when I left my marriage I lost I lost everything I like I had really built a lot I had built a lot in a town that I hated and so I left that town I was living in Rochester Minnesota which like fucking don't go there unless you have a medical emergency um and I was like god I hate it here like I'm leaving and I didn't know anyone and I didn't have anything I got rid of everything and my ex also like ruined my things and like threw them in like broke boxes of my shit like outside of like a basement that I was living in and I went I lived in a basement and then I got a townhome and then I lived in a punk house and then I took over that punk house and that went sour and then I moved into my own little teeny apartment all by myself first place ever that I had just for me and now I'm in this duplex and I'm about to have a fucking house and my kid watched that whole thing and like you know he might be an asshole 10 year old that like talks out of his ass 
you know, a lot, but that kid respects the fuck out of me. And it's because he's watched Mm -hmm. me and, and we've done it together. Like we've had conversations about how we've worked together to like get to where we are now. So many people worry about their kids in a divorce. And I am telling you, your kids want to see you happy. Happy. Yep. And well, and they won't even, you know, I talk about Arlo. I mean, we separated when Arlo was three. Rowan was two. Yep. It's young. But what's interesting is that Arlo has never expressed any interest in his dad and I being together. Mm-hmm. There's never been a conversation where he's like, oh, I wish you guys would, whatever. Like he recognizes, I mean, unfortunately, he has watched his dad harass me and act like a crazy asshole his entire life. Right. But like, you know, there's never he that's never been something that he has even talked about with me. And, you know, your kids do want to see you happy and they want to see you thriving. And you also need to set a good example for them and you need to show your kids. I mean, every generation is more aware, right? Every generation is more is like we're evolving. Right. Right. And it's your job as a parent to be like, don't hang on to shit that doesn't serve you. Don't like you this. You have you got one life. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before and i'll say it again my like barometer if you have a hard time knowing what you should put up with or not Mm -hmm. like imagine your very best friend in your exact same relationship or your child your daughter your son whatever they were being treated the way that you are what would you tell them to do yep and just do that because yep. if you respect your kids, you respect your best friend, you respect your, you know, the people that love you want you to get out of that relationship yep. bad. Yep. They do. 100%. Yeah. They're waiting. And they're waiting to help you. Yep. No, I definitely, I don't know. I'm I'm very much someone who, like, is constantly trying to, like, learn or like pick things apart that have happened to me or like whatever. But like divorce is one of those things that I think you really like, once you're out of the clearing, you're like, or out of the woods, out of the clearing. <laughs> once mm-hmm. you're in the woods. In the clearing. um, Like you really just kind of take a moment and like step back and are like, holy shit. I'm just glad I didn't stay longer. And yeah. I like- Oh my God. I think about it all the time. Well, he tried, he tried to rope me into having a second kid. That was like his, my blood clot was the only thing that stopped me from having a kid with him. That would have been horrible. Oh my God. Thank you. Blood clot. Fuck. It's not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. It's not. Well, and for me, like, I just can't, I don't want a normal fucking relationship. I don't want like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want to fucking live with someone. I don't want to see everybody, someone every goddamn day. I don't want a boring marriage where you're like, I don't, I don't fucking want that. And I like, I feel it's so interesting because in that relationship, he really convinced me that I was the one that was forcing all of this shit. And I wasn't, I wasn't forcing that. I got like roped into this lifestyle that drove me fucking crazy. I mean, when I look back 
at like photos of myself, text messages that I sent, emails that I sent. I don't recognize myself. And mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing for him when I left was me returning back to me and him being right. like, fuck, yeah. you know? Um, and even now it's like, you don't even know who you're talking to. You don't know how to talk to me. Like, keep it up. That's fine. Like today when I saw him and he smiled at me, I was like, are you trying to get hit in the face <laughs> at <laughs> a elementary school? I was on the phone too. And I'm like, mid sentence didn't stop what I was saying because I didn't want him to know that I had seen him because my favorite thing to do to people that I hate is aggressively ignore them because Aww. that hurts feelings oh really Ooh. bad that, <laughs> that especially of narcissists ignoring narcissists dude they, do it it feels so it's hilarious they get so upset Right now we're going through, so he threw a huge temper tantrum. He involved my son's school, harassed my son's teacher. I had to involve the social worker and be like, hey, I don't want any part of this. Please handle it. And so now he's trying to reel me back in and like send me nice messages, which what I love is that he sends them on an application where you can see if the other person's read it. So he knows that I've read it. I'm not fucking going to say anything. Like, I don't want to communicate with you. (laughs) Anything that you say, like I have the kid 90% of the time. So like, you know, there's nothing that you have to say that's important. I don't fucking care. Go fuck yourself. Anyways. Um, (sighs) Yeah. So don't, don't get married on a whim. Don't get married when you're young. I was 21 when I no, married. I say thirties at minimum. Yeah. Like to get married. And I heard people say that when I was in my twenties and I was like, yeah, I'm in love. And then again, probably, but I feel like people with religious families are scared mm-hmm. to get divorced, especially if it's like, not horrible yeah another red flag um gaslighting oh that you the moment the moment you get a sniff of it get the fuck out that is that will fuck you up forever get get out are you fucking serious get away from me Bella. she's talking to a dog don't worry (laughs) not me (laughs) yeah so i have a friend who is married and I love her dearly. We are the same person in different fonts. And I mean that like, so I love her. You have to meet her. I like, want to you guys I, come out here. Everyone that you love. I'm like, Oh, you should. Yeah. You guys would love each other. You gotta be special for Laura to like you. <laughs> you need to really not suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, and I know immediately if mm-hmm. I had, you're never going to, Anyways, she, how do I say this? So I don't, she, I know about the goings on in her life on a very like intimate level. And she tells me about things as they're happening and I see them as they're happening. And what's interesting is that she's someone who is very like accountable and apologetic, which I feel like people like that really prey on. 
And so she frequently will say, you know, oh, I must have been confused. I'm so sorry. Or she'll apologize immediately. And she's told me more than often, more than once like this. And this is the other thing is I love messy people. And I don't mean messy in that like you're a fucking piece of shit. I mean, like you are outward with everything and there is nothing that, you know, like I like people that are just like, here I am. Fuck you. Like if you don't like it, you can leave. Mm -hmm. Um. But she always is like, oh, well, I'm messy. So like, maybe I was confused. And we recently were having this conversation because I talk with her a lot about these things where I was like, no, you're being gaslit. Like, this isn't okay. And she was telling me, you know, it makes me feel crazy. And I was telling her that's the intention. And what's tricky is that like, you know, I dated someone who would gaslight me And we've had several conversations about that sort of behavior because a lot of it was induced by substances where I would say, did like, did you do it on purpose? And he said, sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes I did, which is very like, it's enlightening to have those conversations, right? Where you're like, what the fuck? Right. No, it's, it's fucking, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And like people who are fawns when it comes to like fight, mm-hmm. flight, freeze, fawn. Mm-hmm. Fawns are the ones that get stuck, I feel like, yep. being gaslit. Yep. And it was me, 100%. And I, I've i got ADHD, which yep. is real easy. Um, I've watched someone gaslight my husband in my own home saying that, you know, because he's had a traumatic brain injury. <clears throat> traumatic. Confused. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't remember some horrible, ridiculous thing that this person says that he did. You probably don't remember, but. Well, but the other thing that I think is really important is that it doesn't have to be big like that. Gaslighting. No. So there's so many studies that show what it does to your brain. It, it causes memory loss. You, when someone, they could say, we we talked about this person watching the dog we talked about this Mm -hmm. and you know that you never talked about it and you just say oh okay well I guess I was confused those little things add up your brain like short circuits you don't it, it affects your mental health it makes you feel crazy and it, it makes you doubt yourself, which then makes you depend on them more. Right. And it's really fucking hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. And I will say that when I left my second ex-husband, I did not trust my own judgment one yep. little tiny bit. Not a bit. And when he would call me, if I did answer, which is rare... If I did answer, I would walk into the room where my parents were because I was I moved in with my parents to leave him, which was yep. genius. Yeah. Like if I would have gotten my own apartment, he would have stalked the fuck out of me mm-hmm. and never left me alone. Who knows? But I moved in with my parents and anytime he would call me, if I answered, I would walk right into the room with them and turn it on speakerphone and let them hear everything he was saying so that later he could not tell me that I said something, I agreed to something, I did something that I don't remember. 
And they could also hear the way he talked to me. Right. I I have a lot of, and we should get into our email soon because I I'm getting to a point where making dinner is going to be complicated. But I do think I know that alcoholism wears the mask of narcissism. Like I know that. And another red flag is that if you feel like the person that you're dating has a substance abuse problem, you need to walk away. It is not your responsibility to take care of that person or fix that problem for them because regardless of whether or not they're an actual narcissist or they have bipolar disorder or anything like that, it's not your problem. You need to get away from them because that, and until they're better, which sometimes doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. they will continue that behavior. Right. And I I want to let you know if you think in your head well you know when it's bad it's bad but when it's good it's really really good good. no (laughs) No. stop get out go it's not supposed to be that bad that that's not to say like just fucking just step away just step away and if something's meant to happen then it will happen but like you you let let someone get to where they need to get first let them get better don't try to be that person to like make them better don't try to accept them as they are like just fucking go it's not worth it i will say as someone who is just confident that they have found their person their other half it's fucking easy mm-hmm. it's so easy there's no compromises there's no i mean we like we do things as a team we help each other out we do but it's natural for us to do those things yeah. we don't have to ask for things we don't have to ask for help i mean we could but it's just fucking easy yep. it's not like there's bad times and there's good times and there's bad times like of course bad things happen to us Yep. But not from one to the other, ever. Yeah, We respect the fuck out of each other. We love each other. If I accidentally, in a hormonal rage, raise my voice to him, I apologize immediately. Right. And that's the worst that's ever happened, you know? Like, yeah. the worst that's yeah. ever gone on. Because we don't have to. It's not hard. It's so easy. And if you're pushing and trying and fixing and working and blah 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 like no just go i'm sorry just go live your life because you're not that's not how it's supposed to be i mean i feel like our whole podcast is about like relationships but this is something that like i don't know i wish that i had the ability to like reach every woman that needs to just like leave their fucking husband you guys will you please share this with someone that needs to leave their husband please right send them send them my way i'll talk them into leaving their oh my god me too i will co-parent with you i will help you be being a single parent isn't even that bad like it's kind of stressful but like you know it's so much better than being with a fucking piece of shit so much better so much better and you feel so accomplished and you have like a really cool relationship with your kid because you get to hang out with them all the time like you know it's just it's so much better and i wish i knew the day that i was getting married that it was a mistake i did too and i felt i remember talking to you about it 
I remember that. And I, wa oh, we had a conversation. Oh, at my wedding, you mean? Yeah. My second wedding? Mm-hmm. My second marriage? Yep. Yeah. I knew. And I, so my wedding. What did I say? What do you mean? I don't remember. Are you oh. serious? I don't remember. No. <laughs> I remember the vibe. That's about it. That's all you can ask for me, okay? Okay, fair <laughs> <Listen>. enough. <laughs> I've seen some shit. I don't fucking know what the logistics yeah. were. No, I don't um, remember that day at all. So <laughs> I remember a little bit, but I remember my mom <laughs> aggressively ignoring me in a group of people <laughs> wearing a blue sequin dress. Bitch. <laughs> oh my God. My wedding pictures from that, my second marriage, your mother and stepdad look like they just someone just shat on their shoes they are the most like they look so mad god awful human beings <laughs> and then like the other side of the family the pictures with like your brother's dad and stepmom uh -huh. they're like so happy right. they're like they have the biggest smiles and they're just like hugging us really tight your mom's just like flexing and being angry <laughs> god anyways what was I going to say? Um, yeah, the day of my wedding. So I had this. It's funny. We were talking about uh, age distances because this guy is now he's 36. And when I talked to him last, I think two years ago, he was dating a 19 year old. So I cut him off. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Um, he came to my wedding to try to convince me to leave with him. And he, this was like a whole situation because I was like madly in love with this guy because we like were similar in the ways that we shouldn't have been similar. You know what I mean? He was your poison person. That's what I call him. <laughs> um, but I knew and I felt so guilty for, I didn't, I didn't want to put everyone out. Like people had come mm -hmm. across states. I didn't Don't worry about it. Fucking just, just cancel it. Cancel, cancel it. <laughs> Just cancel it and run. Go. Don't worry about anybody else. Pull a Julia Roberts. Like, just go. It's fine. Go. It doesn't matter if it's the very last minute. Just go. Don't do it. I think about that a lot because that, it was interesting because after that, the wedding. Or do the ceremony and then don't sign the paper and run. <laughs> That's fine. You can do that. Yeah, do that. That's good. So so much easier. Um, That guy he my ex-husband now would call him my boyfriend he hated him every man that i've dated where doug has been around has hated him and it, it's such a funny thing because he was like waiting for me to like he legitimately the last time that we were in communication was trying to get me to move out there so he could just take care of me and I was like, that sounds terrible. Like, oh. also, no, you're, you play video games all day. Like, right. Oh my God. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> video games. Don't date someone who plays video games. Okay. It's one thing if they play it like once a month or like just with you, just when their nephews are over, whatever. That's fine. People that, unless you're into it as well, that'd be good. Oh my god if they do it every day no no that's my also okay. an addiction it's fucking weird my okay cupid profile was like do not talk to me if you play video games <laughs>
I just realized when I was listening to our recording of this episode that we never finished reading all the red flags that all of our wonderful listeners gave us in our podcast group. And I want to read those now. And Laura's busy, so I'm just doing it by myself. And also our internet's out, so. (laughs) So, I already said drywall punchers, fist slammers, people who throw things. Megan added uh, anger issues, hates family, even if they had a good childhood. If they hate animals or children. Lying, fucking absolutely. Not showing interest in you anymore, expecting more from you than you're willing to do, and acting mean or insulting towards you for any little inconvenience. I told her that was a great list, and she said, thanks, I've been through a lot and learned from it. Sucks. But thank you for sharing it. Um, Savannah also added mean to animals. Absolutely. And not that doesn't just mean outwardly like hurts animals but watch how they truly care for their animals like have they been to the vet are they neglected regularly is their litter box like fucking disgusting (laughs) you know those things um those things are important to note big red flag katie said they're always in crisis when you are in when you're most in need Yes, absolutely. They, oh, Carmen said putting their mother before you. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I added, they seem to always suddenly need to take a shit when you ask them for help with something. <laughs> um, that's my child. Um, you mentioned something that they did that hurt you and they turn it around on you. If they turn anything around on you, especially if they turn everything around on you, no, get the fuck out. Manipulation. Not okay. Another Katie said, when they control how long you go somewhere and or who you're with and get mad if you don't follow that. Yes, absolutely. Time management by my second ex-husband has fucked me up forever with time. My brain is fucked up. Sarah said, was agreeing with the time management thing and said to this day, I get anxiety. Anytime I leave the kids with their dad and have to constantly tell him how much longer I'll be and that I'm hurrying. And he's always like, chill, we're fine. Take your time. Yeah, that's exactly what I do to Patrick. I had to tattoo. Don't hurry. Don't worry on my wrist to remind myself. To chill the fuck out. Huge red flag. The moment somebody's like, hey, why did that take you so long? Why did that take you so long? Where were you? Get the fuck out of that. Do not. Ugh, don't put up with it. Somebody agreeing with video games, if they deny how much time they spend on video games or whatever other vices they have. If they say they don't need therapy. All right. Uh, Mommy issues. Yeah. Big, big red flag. Raising their voice to you. Any mention of my weight, anything remotely misogynistic. That's from Julia. Yes, absolutely. 
if they get jealous about you spending time with friends or family. If they interrupt you when you're trying to record a podcast. Huge red flag. Come here, honey. I'm just kidding. What do you need? If they miss you every time you leave the room, huge yeah, red flag. You're gone for like 15 hours. Huge Please. red flag. Okay, attachment issues. Okay, Sh shut up. Go, go pet the cat. <laughs> Let me finish this. You can leave all that in, Dave. That's fine. Another one? I don't know if it's on your list, but the it was just a joke. Oh my god, that was I'm looking yeah, at it right I, now. <gasps> Weird. It's okay. It's just a joke, babe. It's just a joke. Yeah, okay. Really? Crystal said really low-key insults that were quote unquote just a joke. Just yeah. a fucking joke. And Molly said that too. Hitting you even one time. Seems like a no-brainer. But unfortunately, at 14 and with no dad, I thought it was my fault. 18 years later and a shit ton of trauma and beatings, rapes, I got free. Almost 14 years now, I can't wait until I surpass that number with the man who healed my soul. Four more years to balance out the evil to good. That is something that I've never heard anyone talk about either. That we all just, Christina brought to our attention, that idea of balancing out how many years you've spent with the, like, the right person with how many years you spent with your abuser and getting over that threshold with your happy person and how you, like, wait for that time. Like, for me, it's six years. So we're, like, almost there. We've been five just to expand on liars, like, especially people who change the subject immediately when you call them out and they turn it into something that you did. Never will admit to a lie, even if it was a really long time ago. And if you have proof to show them right in their face and they still won't admit to it, get out. Those people are living in their own fucking world and they do not care who they drag down or manipulate those whew, they'll they'll get you like the linguistics arguments too where you like catch them in a lie mm -hmm. and then they like change one word about like no i actually said changing your story if everyone that loves true crime knows the truth doesn't change if your story's changing, they're fucking lying. Red flag. Anyway, um, more later. Send us more red flags and poop stories. And, uh, well, you can put this back in the, in the regular podcast now, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening, you guys. We appreciate you. Please send this to somebody that needs to leave their husband. For real. Our shitty wife. Send them our our Facebook group. DM us. Yeah, you know, Psych, hang out. It's cool. Let's talk. Um, <laughs> if you need any encouragement, leaving your shitty spouse, talk to either of us. One hundred percent. Be there for you. Mm -hmm. 
um, I, friends come and live with me all the time when they end up being single suddenly. <laughs> I love it. Coming out, get a trailer, come park it on our property. You're good. We'll take care of you as long as we can. Um, uh, just remember that it could always be worse. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Oh, my God. Okay, love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, um, one more thing. <laughs> Someone who loves you does not want to hurt you. They don't want to hurt you emotionally. They don't want to hurt you on accident. They don't want to make you feel scared. They want they want to protect you from all of those things as best they can. And if the person that you are spending most of your life with is making you feel scared or stupid or worthless or anything but happy and loved and supported, don't be afraid to leave. Figure it out. There's such a better life ahead if you just make that move. It might be a couple of rough years, but you'll look back and be like, oh my God, Whew. I'm so glad I did that when I did. I should have done it sooner. One other thing I wanted to say um, is if you are in a domestic violence situation, domestic violence hotline is 800-799-7233, or you can text START to 88788. Try to do something and see if you can get some help. That's all. Bye. Love you.